Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. And you know, any work that Jesus is going to do is going to be good work. It's going to have great benefits. And so uh, we already did two sessions in it. Today is the last one, and we're calling this today The Work God Confirms. And so uh, let's just pray, can we? And then we'll get right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for how precious uh, your presence is here today. And I thank you that even while we just sit in your presence listening to your word today, that uh, you're helping people. Thank you for the word that we receive from you that you've prepared for us. It will be helpful to us. It will, it will encourage us. And Father, the word today, we, we determine to receive it. We thank you for the direction it will give to us. And we even open up for the correction it gives to us where it's needed. In Jesus' name, help us not to just be a hearer of it, but to be a doer of it. And if everybody can agree with me, say amen. Amen. All right, let's get on into it. If you'll look in Mark, the 16th chapter, and we're going to look at verse 20. Jesus has just given what we call a great commission. And the commission was to go into all the world That's one reason why we're up in Papua New Guinea and other places. That's why Andrew goes to the places he goes in South America and other places. Because Jesus said to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. But then he went on, uh, the Bible goes on to say this, the disciples went everywhere and preached. And look what happened. The Lord worked through them. And here's our big word, confirming Confirming. So we're looking at what God confirms, the work that God confirms. He confirms what they said. That's what he confirmed. And how did he confirm it? He confirmed it by mighty or by many miraculous signs. Now, I looked at um, uh, the Greek of this particular verse of scripture because I had remembered something that I had noticed uh, when I used to read this in King James Version. I don't read so much in King James Version, but did anybody ever start reading the Bible in King James Version? Okay, so yeah, we remember that and remember how that sounds. Well, in the King James Version, them isn't there. Because I checked it in the Greek, it's not there also in the Greek. Them isn't there. So we could actually reword this verse to say that he worked uh, with the word. The Lord worked uh, through confirming what they said. So the King James said he he, uh, confirmed or he worked uh, with the word. He worked with the word. So what God confirms, what we're going to see and pound on today, is the fact that what he confirms, or as the message Bible uses the word, instead of confirmed, it's validates. What God validates is his word. All right? What God says yes to 
is his word. And what he validates and how he validates is by performing that word. Let's look at this verse in the Good News uh, Bible translation. It says, the disciples went and preached everywhere. The Lord worked with them and proved their preaching was true. That's another way of saying the work that is confirmed. He proved that what they were saying was true, and how he did it was by miracles that were performed. That's how. And so, uh, Jeremiah, the first chapter in verse 12, says this, the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. God watches over the word, and where he is able to find his word, he's able to validate it. He can't validate something that is not his word. And I think it's interesting in this verse. He watches over his word to perform it. We come in our life to uh, sometimes the end of what we can do, uh, what we can sort out by ourselves. Sometimes we give it a good go. Sometimes uh, turning to God, turning to his word, turning to, to prayer is not the first thing that we do. By default, a lot of times, we try to work out our own situation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So, for instance, you, 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 try to, you try to sort everything out, and finally, you remember the Bible says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and to lean not to your own understanding. But that is, a lot of times is not the first thing that you do. It's the last resort, or it's down the line a little bit when you have come to know that you can't perform what needs to happen. You can't sort things maybe in your marriage. You can't sort things maybe with, with your, in between you and your kids. You can't sort things maybe at a, at a job situation or with friends. You can't sort things with your feelings. You can't sort things maybe with your body. You can't fix it. You need actually somebody to perform something divine. You need a miracle. And the Bible said that what he performs is his word. So God is looking for his word to confirm because God only confirms his word. He doesn't confirm our whinging. If God is looking for something to say, yeah, that's my word and I validate it, I confirm it, it's not going to be our complaining. It's not going to be our reporting about how bad things are. God can't confirm that because actually God's confirmation is a lot like God saying amen. Now, we think about saying amen to God's word. We hear something, we say amen. But God's confirming of his word is actually like God saying amen to what we're saying. Can God say amen to what you're saying? Sometimes he can say amen to some of what we're saying, given the right location, because sometimes we say things a certain way around certain people, 
And then we talk a little bit different around other people. So it, it, he's able to perform something. Uh, it just depends on where he catches you. Well, let's look and see about this. Can God confirm your words? Is he able, does he find his word in your mouth? Look at 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. It says this, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Here's the deal. Whatever you believe is what you're saying. Whatever you believe is what you're saying. If there's a mixture of what you're saying, if part of the time you're saying the word of God, that's because you believe the word of God partly. If other times you're complaining and reporting about how bad things are, how bad you feel, how, how something has made you, made you uh, mad or scared or whatever, uh, or if you're feeling, if you're reporting about how your body isn't working right or how you're, you're getting poor by the minute. So if we're repeating the word of God, God's able to work with that. But if we're saying something else, he's not able to confirm what is not his word. And the deal is, is if there is a mixture of what we believe, we believe sometimes his word, sometimes we believe what we see what we feel, our circumstances, we believe that, and so that's what we say. But when there's a mixture, James, the first chapter says, we don't end up getting anything. Why? God can't confirm a mixture. He can't confirm a mixture of what you believe. He can confirm only what you believe. Uh, that is in line with his word. I was thinking this morning about uh, my brother-in-law and sister have a daughter and son. Their son uh, took over their church, and um, now Mark and Trina travel in ministry. They'll be here actually in August. Uh, we have um, a conference at the end of August that you'll, wa- you'll want to get in on. It'll be really good. But they have also a daughter, and um, Alicia went through kind of a rough patch in her, her teenage years. And uh, yeah, it, it just a really rough patch. And it just, you know, it, it was, uh, for, for parents, it was, it was difficult to watch some of her choices and what she was, was doing. But I'd ask Trent, I'd say, um, how's Alicia? And she'd say, she is a blessing. She's a blessing. And I, I knew some things. And I thought, that isn't a blessing. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, the only thing you could ever get out of, out of Trina was she's a blessing. And she wasn't saying it, you know, like, um, you know, kind of snarky, kind of like with a joke, like, yeah, she's a blessing. Have you ever said a promise of God like that? Oh, yeah. All my needs are met. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm a conqueror. (laughs) Kind of snarky-like. 
No, she, she said it with conviction because that is what she believed. She believed and therefore she spoke. So she said, she is a blessing. Any day of the week, you'd ask, any time of day, no matter what report she'd gotten, she said, she's a blessing. And do you know what? That little girl has grown up. She's a mother of five kids and a pastor's wife. She married a guy that we all held our breath on. You know, he had quite an interesting past. He's an amazing preacher and a great pastor. God confirms his word. He just needs somebody to speak it. And if you won't speak it and then speak something different, speak a mixture, he's able to do the impossible. All right, so let's keep going on this. If you're not believing the right thing, in other words, if your words, what you're believing is what you speak. If there's a mixture, then feed what God is saying. What God is putting, saying to you. Put it through your eyes, put it through your ears. Eat what God is saying until it comes out because remember what the scripture says? Out of the abundance of the heart, what? If your mouth isn't only speaking his word, keep filling your heart with his word until only the word of God comes out and there's no longer a mixture. Have you ever, have you ever, when you're washing dishes or whatever, uh, uh, you've had something that has uh, berries in it or something that has a, a strong color in it and you're rinsing it out and when you first start rinsing it out, you know, it just waters it down. But the water inside the glass isn't, isn't pure berry anymore, but it's still pink. Sometimes our words are pink. <laughs> we just need to keep on drinking, drinking, drinking the, the pure word of God until no more pink comes out. No more mixture comes out. So, so... Uh, if there is a mixture, it's because we're drinking in what we see, what we feel through our ears, through our eyes, through the way that we feel. And so then it comes out mixture. To get a purity, flood your heart with the truth until what you believe in the word of God is the only thing you speak. Amen? So, if you want to uh, change your beliefs, you feed on his word, that will change your words, and your words give God something to work on and to work with. Go to Mark eleven twenty three. This is a familiar verse, is a, a verse of scripture. Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you. In fact, let's all read this verse together, can we? For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now he does say, Jesus does say here that you must believe in your heart. So you, you get a promise, you let God say something to you and that puts his word in your heart. But it doesn't say that what will come to pass will be what you believe. It doesn't. 
Jesus said you will have whatever you what? Say. So you can be believing the right thing, but if you don't say what you believe, he doesn't have anything to work on. He does not confirm the beliefs that are in your heart. He confirms the beliefs in your heart that you say. He's able to confirm that because Jesus didn't say he will have whatsoever he thinks. I tell you what, there have been sometimes um, I've woken up in the night and laid there for a long time, maybe had some negative thoughts in my head, and I know better than to meditate on negative thoughts, so I just think, I'll just think the Word of God, and so I'll think on the Word of God. Have you ever found that that's difficult? (laughs) Here's the deal. If you keep it in your head, and you try to outrun negative thoughts just in your head, you'll lose. Jesus said, he didn't say whatever you think will come to pass. He didn't say whatever books you have on your book stand. He didn't say whatever, whatever uh, books that you have in your library, I'll confirm your library. I'll confirm the CDs that are playing in your car. I'll confirm uh, the, the picture frame that's hanging in your, in your room. That says, that says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It doesn't, Jesus didn't say he'll confirm pictures. He didn't say he would even confirm texts that you, you write uh, of, his, of his word. He said he would confirm your words. Whatever you say gives him something to confirm. If there hasn't been a performance of God in an area of your life, if it seems like God hasn't shown up to work in an area of your life, maybe you've not given him something to work with. Yeah. We want God to perform. We want him to straighten out situations. But what he confirms and validates and works with is his word. Not a mixture of it, but his word. Let's look at this. God confirms the word not only that you speak, but he also confirms the word that you do. Because... When you believe something in your heart, it is, when it fills your heart, as the scripture said, out of the abundance of what's in your heart, your mouth is going to speak. But not only is it going to come out your mouth, it is going to come out in the way you respond. It's going to come out in what you do. And so if it hasn't come out in, the what, in what you do, if you're still reacting to the problem and not reacting and responding to his word, then you have to put his word until it is in abundance in your heart and you are responding then to his word. Um, I, was, I was thinking, and if I, I'd like... Um, Karen, if you could get her a microphone. I want to hear her in just a little bit. 
there are wonderful testimonies in the Word of God. I'm going to give you one of them, and then we're going to hear one from, from uh, Karen. And you can sit back down until I call you. But in James, the second chapter, in verse 22, it says, can't you see his, talking about Abraham, and his actions worked together. His faith was made perfect through his actions. Now, this perfect here isn't talking about uh, something being perfect as opposed to imperfect, something wrong with it. Perfect here means complete or whole. That Abraham's faith was whole, not just because of what he believed, but because also of what he did. Let's go ahead and read this. His faith was made perfect through his actions. And this goes on, the scripture goes on to say, because faith without works is what? If there's not corresponding actions, faith is not complete. Faith isn't complete just because it's a belief in your heart. You can believe things real strong in your heart. You can have strong convictions, but if those strong convictions never make their way out of your mouth or the way that we act, they're incomplete and they don't give God anything to validate. If we want more, God performance in our life, let's give him more word to validate in what we say and also what we do. I'm going to give you one example from the word, and then I want to hear from Karen. This has to do with some lepers, 10, ten of them. And they saw Jesus coming their way. They all started crying out, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. I don't know if you've ever Googled leprosy. We don't have so much problem with leprosy as we used to have. But um, I, I Googled leprosy. I was going to put a picture of it. And then once I saw the pictures, I thought, I don't want to put a picture of them. They're really awful. Um, how it disfigures a, a person and the, oh, what it does to people's faces and their eyes and their, their hands and feet. It's horrid. So these 10 lepers crying out, crying out, Jesus, have mercy on me. And so Jesus did. And notice what it goes on to say here. When he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. And so they sat down and waited for the healing to manifest so they could do what Jesus told them to do. Is that what it says? So sometimes that's what happens with us. I'm going to wait to act like the word is true until after it shows up, until there's been a performance in my life, and then I'll act like it's true. Then I'll praise the Lord. No. No. This is what they did after Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was as they went. They still, after Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, they still were covered with these bumps and horrible, disfiguring leprosy. But as they went and acted on what Jesus said, there was validation. There was confirmation. There was a performance by God. 
If there's not been a performance of things in your life, sometimes it's because of we're not giving him the word to speak. Or it could be because we're saying one thing and acting like something different. A little while ago, you know, this Sunday, and I love our church, we, we love to give. Uh, we had two offerings this morning, and um, wonderful offerings. Tony was telling me the other day, which, um, you know, yesterday was our anniversary. Indeed, 28 years. And look at I'm still happy. And he is too, but anyway. What was I going to tell you? But uh, oh, so he was he was talking to me at home the other day. He said, "You know," he said, "I, I wish I, I wish the people knew." He said, "And I'm going to tell them," but he's not here, so I'm telling you. Uh, he said, "I wish the people knew that when we receive an offering and those little those little sermonettes." He said, I think sometimes that people think that we're giving them the word like that just so we can get more money out of their pocket. We're trying to get them to give more. He said, that's not the reason for a sermon before an offering. The reason we give the word before an offering is so that when you give, you're acting in faith. You're doing, you're responding to the word. And so, where it comes to, to, to finances, where it comes to having your needs met, it's a wonderful thing to have a, a, a little belief in your heart that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I know that his name is Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and that little belief in there. But having the belief just latent in your heart, somewhere stored up in your heart, and it not motivate you, not be in there enough to motivate you to respond in faith, in giving, gives God nothing to confirm. Giving can be because somebody made you give, but giving can also be, and the greatest thing, is an expression of confidence that he is a provider, and so you're able to open up, not hoard in, but you're able to open up your arms and give, because as you give, he keeps giving to you, so you can keep giving. And so giving is an act. Loving people, forgiving people is an act. You don't wait until people change. Have you ever had to forgive somebody before they changed? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to to forgive people uh, if you can say, well, prove to me that you'll never do it again. (laughs) Have you ever felt like saying that? I have. Yeah, let me just see. So acting in love, acting with his love, takes faith. You're able to forgive, not just give, but also forgive before you feel like it or before they deserve it. And let me ask you, isn't that how God forgives us? Doesn't he say, I'll forgive you when I see. Oh, my lands, we'd all be hung. He forgives us. Praise God. Come and tell us how 
how God had you act on the word. Well, we heard uh, Tony had Karen give a bit of her test. Or no, you came. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Jenny gave that testimony. But I want you to talk about how you acted on the word and how that activated. Okay. Um, Two Sunday nights ago, I was in hospital. I just had two operations. Um, My bladder had stopped working after the first operation. They wanted to put more IV um, antibiotics in me, but all my veins had dropped. So I had black and bruise all down my arms and hands from that. The doctors had been around that morning and they come in teams and they had a plan and their plan was to give me an MRI because there was a suspected, they said, there was a, a bile leak in my stomach. Mm. So they wanted to do an MRI and find out where this bile was leaking from. And then they were talking about an open operation to fix this leak and all these other things. That, oh, but anyway, my. this is last Sunday night and uh, it wasn't looking good. So I was laying in the bed, it was about midnight, and I was just encouraging myself in the Lord. I knew I had all this going on, but I'm just saying, Lord, I'm strong in you. I can do all things through Christ, you know, how we do. I can do this. I'm strong with you. You won't leave me. Actually, you're my healer. I don't even know why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it was about, it was after midnight, and I got this word come into my heart, and it it said, turn around. Turn around was the word. Well, straight away, I just got this hope. Because I was standing, I'm standing on a promise that talks about the, this situation. I've been in this sickness for a long, long time, and I'm standing on a word that talks about it all turn. So I got this turnaround word. I didn't realize that my church family had been praying, and, and Pastor Patsy actually got this word, and she spoke out, turn things around. And I didn't realize that. So I'm laying in there, and I get this turnaround, and hope came. Mm. Hope came and I started to cry because I just thought, well, I knew that now God was going to do something. Like yes. Pastor just said, that was from him. I knew it was from God mm. and I knew he was going to confirm this turnaround. So now I'm expecting some good things. Mm-hmm. And the next thing, it was a few days before this and one of my sisters was praying and she sent me a text saying that I think that you need to put your feet in a bucket of warm water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I'm thinking, she said, I know it sounds silly, and I thought straight away, and it sounds like God to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the hospital. I noticed in one of the toilets in the ward, there was a bucket, a foot bucket. This is where, and I thought, well, there you go. God's already provided the bucket. But I don't know when I'm going to use the bucket. I can't lift oh, anything. Anyway, I'm laying there. I get the word turn around. It's about one o'clock in the morning. This is, I'm cold. Every time I move, I'm hurting. If I'm going to get up, I've got to pull out leads. I've got to take cords with me. It's a really big deal. But I got the bucket thing come on my heart about putting my feet in warm water. And I'm saying, God, seriously? Like, I'm cold, Lord. I don't want to move around. I mean, really? I mean, come on. Warm water in the bucket. What am I supposed to say? (laughs) Anyway, I said, all right, then. If you bring the nurse, because the nurse had already been, I will ask the nurse. Mm. So anyway, the nurse comes. And Mm. I said to her, darling, do you think you could help me? And she said, yeah, what? I said, could you get me a bucket of warm water? She said to me, what do you want that for? And I said, 
look, I'm desperate, and I just think it's going to help me. And she said, all right, she said, I will help you. So we get the big process of getting out of the bed, getting into the room. She gets the bucket of water with the warm yeah. water. I put my feet in the water. She goes away. I'm sitting there cold, and then I just started to cry no. because I just knew that this was in action. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, God, I just know that everything's nothing's changed, but everything is changed. I knew yeah. with that warm water that I just did something. And it was only God that I had got out of that bed. And you know, the water went cold and she nothing changed. Mm. Nothing changed. The water went cold. I buzzed the nurse, help me get back to bed. I wiped my feet and I lay back in the bed. And I just said, thank you, God, because I know everything's changed. Everything You've turned changed. it around. I put my foot in the, in the warm water, and I know that everything's changed, but nothing's changed. And I just do it. And anyway, it was about a half an hour later, 2 o'clock in the morning, I got out of bed again, and one part of my body started to function according to the way it should have. And this has been going on for a week, and I knew this was... This was, hallelujah, a start. And then the next thing, I'm laying there and I'm thinking of this big MRI thing, this other operation, and I'm thinking, no, this has changed, God. This all, all changed. Yeah, this is all changed. Anyway, the next morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, a whole new team of medical doctors come to the bed. And they look at the thing and they look to talk to one another and I'm laying there and I'm thinking, oh, you know, whatever. And anyway, he looked at me and he said, um, he said, I think we're just going to observe you for a couple of days. He said, I have a feeling everything's going to settle down. So everything that was on the list, every, every horrible thing that was on the list, God just crossed it off. None of that, not that, no. not that, not that. Three days later, I walked out of that hospital with not one lead, with not one cord, with not nothing in God, in Jesus' name, because he turned it around and he confirmed it. And because of the silly water in the bucket feet trick, I'm here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I love that. You say, would God have somebody do that? Hey, remember when Jesus spit on the dirt and made clay and put it on a blind man's eyes? And he said, go wash in the pool that was called Siloam. It was a, a special pool. The man didn't just sit there and say, I will when my eyes are healed. I ask you to heal me. I'm going to just wait. He didn't. He got up. He got up. Why? Because him going to the pool of Siloam gave God something to work with. Acting like the word is true gives God something to work with. So God's word is full of things that give us something to respond to. Sometimes you get special things like that. Now, anybody who needs healing, you can go home and get a bucket of warm water and put your feet in it. That's not what we do. But sometimes there's a special, there's a something special that we do, but there is all, for all of us, there is direction in the Word of God that if we do what God says to do, it gives him something to confirm. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you know, there is change for people. Even things that have been 
for a long time. I love how the Word of God tells how long people have been sick, like the woman in Matthew 5, 12 years hemorrhaging, not any better, but the same. There was a man that was born crippled, 40 years old, had never, ever walked. And he gives these days, these, these amounts of time. There was a woman that was bent over also 17 years and couldn't lift herself up. So it gives, I love how the body says, or the Bible gives us um, hope when something has been the same for a long time. Does anybody in here have something that's been the same for a long time? You've gone around the same tree uh, for a while. And I tell you, those things can speak to you and say, it's never going to change. It's never going to change. It's never going to change. And if you say it's never going to change, that doesn't give God anything to work with. But if you say, if you say in your mouth that nothing is impossible with God, that whatever has happened in your life and has been that way maybe for a long time is not impossible, call it possible. That gives God something to work with. Maybe your financial situation's been the same for a long time. It can change, praise God. God needs you not to speak what has been. He needs you and not do it in a mixture to speak his word and also speak how you feel. No, let's speak the word of God. Let's act on the word. Let's act like it's true. Uh, This morning I was thinking of this song, and if the worship team can come, that... um, Keith Moore wrote, um, he's a minister of the gospel. You may not have known or heard of him, but he writes a lot of different songs. And um, he wrote this little, little ditty song that says, act on the word, act like it's true. Quit being down, quit being blue. Stand up and step out, do what you couldn't do. Act on the word, act like it's true. Act on the word. (laughs) Okay, you don't have to. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) Act like it's true. So we don't just... We don't just listen to the word. We respond to the word. Speak the word. Sing the word. Don't let somebody do your speaking for you. That doesn't give God anything to work with. Don't let somebody just do your singing for you. We listen to good worship songs, but don't let somebody sing your songs for you. Let the word of God come out of your mouth so that God can confirm it in your life. Amen? Let me pray for you today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Your word is good. Your promises are true. Your answers are real. Your power is greater than anything that has come against us. I thank you, Father, that the ways of God can be learned and known, not just by some and some special people, but the ways of working with you and allowing and positioning ourselves for you to work with us can be learned by anybody. And so, Father, we take your word this morning to speak 
and to act upon in Jesus' name. Help us not to just um, to just hunker down and and just think about it. Help us to speak up. I I ask you, Father God, that there will be just a, a boldness on people that where they have been slow to speak your word, and I know that feeling. I know that feeling where it's easier just to sit and to think. But I ask you, Father, that you would give boldness to people to speak out loud. Speak out loud enough for us to hear it ourselves. Speak your words so that it gives you something to confirm, to validate, and to perform in our life. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Say this, I believe the word. I believe God's word, his promises to me are true. I believe he's faithful to watch over his word and perform it for me. I take God's word, I speak his word, I act on his word. In the name of Jesus, I believe in change, in turnarounds, in things changing in my life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's just thank him right now in advance, amen. Thank you, Father. We're going to hear of changes happening in all kinds of different ways. Changes happening. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to pray for anybody here today who has come, and perhaps uh, you're not sure that when you pass from this life that you would go to heaven. You're not sure that God is your Father. You're not sure that your sins are forgiven. You're hoping that everything that you do uh, good will outweigh what is bad. You're, uh, you're hoping it'll be all right. God doesn't want you to hope, he wants you to know. And you can know today. And I wanna lead you in a prayer today. This prayer that we pray is not just going to be me praying and you thinking. This is going to be according to Romans the 10th chapter and verse nine, that if you believe in your heart, that Jesus is Lord. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, something amazing happens and you're born again, all right? So let's pray this prayer. I'd like the whole congregation to pray. If you've never prayed this prayer, I invite you to pray it. Don't just think it. Pray it out loud and pray it because you believe it and mean it, okay? After me, say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for sending Jesus to be punished for my sins so that I could come to you and that you could be my Father. I believe that Jesus died for me. And I also believe that you raised him from the dead. And Jesus is alive today. I ask Jesus to be my Lord 
and I declare that he is my Lord, the Lord of my life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.